Hi, I'm your co-host, Brian. <laughs> I'm the host, Dora. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dora's back in studio. Congratulations, oh, Dora. I missed it so much. Leah we, got fired. <laughs> now we were just talking about how it should be called Find Your Summit with Leah and sometimes Brian. Because Leah's, every time you introduce it, Leah's the host. Yeah. I introduced myself previously. I'm Leah's co-host, Brian. <laughs> For your morning coffee. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to that. Um, we're in studio with Dora Callahan, Summit's yep. Vice President of Brand Development, and Tim Helfrich, Summit's... <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> oh my uh, Summit's Chief Operating Officer. That's amazing. <laughs> um, welcome, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. Tim, can you pull your mic a little closer? Check. <laughs> okay, great. We're, um, so uh, we wanted to gather you guys because um, for the month of May, Summit is focusing on mental health and mental health awareness, and in particular um, on a theme of find your joy. And um, we wanted to talk about, um, you know, employing people in an era of COVID and, um, and how we deal with um, focusing on people's mental health. And you guys are the two people who run our employee team relations. So I wanted to have a conversation about everything. Let's, Great. Yeah, everything. We're it. talking about everything. Lee and I talked about gazpacho in a previous episode. Whoa. I have she never, has no, heard, she's never heard of never gazpacho. Heard of it. Gazpacho, is, it's super weird. Right. Okay. And Tim probably likes gazpacho, right? I enjoy gazpacho. Yeah, yeah Tim, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I just, I always like. Tim's more sophisticated than I us. want gazpacho. Like I, I, it's so many things. Like I just need it to be like one thing. I it's just like don't understand juice that it's and soup. I just don't understand that it's cold soup. It's like juice soup. <laughs> okay, so now <laughs> she's saying it's juice soup. Except it's usually with vegetables. Yeah, so it's now, but now that people like have juicers, it's basically the same thing, but thicker. What? And that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dora's just if telling us what she sees I'm on just saying, TikTok. If you like juice a tomato. No, this is just. Do you know what vichyssoise is? Oh gosh, it's been an answer to trivia several times. It's a cold soup, right? I think so. I what the flavor? If any? you can, if you, if any of you can spell vichyssoise, I'm sure that I can. V i c h y. Oh, you've had it as a trivia. S o i s s e. Um, no, we had bowls growing up with a vichyssoise recipe on the side. <laughs> wow. Do you think those bowls are still in existence? Somewhere. Oh my gosh. Um, That's incredible. Uh, find your joy, Leah. Where did the idea for find your joy come from? Oh, great question. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, it's been a giggling morning. It has been, which is great. So uh, the find, find your joy idea, it was inspired by find your summit. Um, but also inspired by recent conversations that we've had with other people throughout the podcast. And in light of talking about the pandemic and um, how that's affected small businesses, but also, you know, people's personal lives, it's like we, it's not a secret that a lot of people's mental health was affected, um, but also inspired to look on the, kind of on the bright side of like, okay, we were struggling with our mental health and what did we find to essentially get us out of the darkness, out of the dark moments. Yeah. So that was how Find Your Joy was kind of inspired by. That's great. Mm -hmm. um, Dora, how did you find your joy? <laughs> Just in general or yeah. like during the pandemic? Yeah, let's 
you know, we read an article yesterday about how you need to give 15% of yourself more to opening up to people. So yeah, I just, I don't quite know how to measure like that 15%. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, let's try I like the principle of it. Um, I think I find a lot of joy through like community and interacting with people. Um, and especially like throughout different phases. Like I think I was talking to someone the other day about, we were talking about like our pandemic phases and like sort of where we are now. But I think my, my best pandemic phases, if that's a thing you can say, were the times when I was like seeking out connection with other people a little bit more. So whether Mm -hmm. it was just like more trips to summit when shelter in place happened and I would go get coffee a couple times a day just so I could like see other people and um, be around friends and, you know, just even like see people from afar and be like, oh my gosh, people. Um, Shelter in place is a term that I'd totally forgotten about, but like that, what a daunting term. I remember that it was like, yeah, and I also, like, because I live alone, and that was, and even in the beginning of it, that was before I had Bo, my dog, and so, mm-hmm. like, not that that's, a, not that he's a person, but I was, like, very much, like, alone I in I figured Bo was going to make this podcast in the first seven minutes. All so. right, well, well absolutely. <laughs> but, okay, so dogs is another way I find my joy, um, but I really do think that, like, the opportunity for connection, like, that's a thing that mm-hmm. uh, I... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, especially living alone, it's like I have to go seek out people a little bit more. But when the times when I did, I know that that was when I felt like the most healthy and well, connected. Well, that was one of the things that almost immediately took the deepest dive. It was like, mm-hmm. you, totally. Like, things were stripped from a lot of people, but the ability to freely interact with others disappeared yeah. almost overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do we as a company, recognize these mental health challenges and sort of help our team through it. I mean, I I think we've done some things well, we've done some things probably not as well. I mean, what have you, what has your mentality been around it, Tim, and trying to work on supporting the mental health of our team? Well, I think, I think Dora's um, commentary on the importance of community is uh, super relevant. And I think, you know, when I think of wellness, one of the first things that I think about is, is a sense of belonging. Um, and so, so the framing of the question with the word team, I think is, yeah. you know, points us in that direction, which is um, our cafes are very much team run um, organizations. And I think them being in community with one another and, and having a team um, has been really important, um, you know, for the history of some of, but especially in the pandemic. And mm-hmm. so, I think, and and for people that are sheltering at home when they're not at work, the the, the workplace um, really, I think, uh, was a place where they could be with with people. And so I think we've, uh, you know, encouraged our managers to help, um, you know, our our employees lean on one another. Um, has been one important piece for sure. And I feel like we've seen like a lot of our teams like get closer to each other. Like I think the like different groups of people, like when we had, I guess when we had a smaller barista team, cause we offered the option early on of like, if you don't feel safe coming to work, you can opt out for a right. little bit and then we'll, we'll call you back when we need you. But, um, and it, but I think during that time, like the people who were there, especially during the beginning parts and were sort of like in it together, it seemed like they got a lot closer and those people are now like, growing at Summit in a lot of ways, like, which is really cool. So we have, like, managers and assistant managers, like, out yes. of those people who came. <laughs> and, like, and even, Leah. like, Leah. Like, <laughs> but, like, we just have, like, all these this growth because I think there are people who are, like, 
really leaning into summit yeah. and connection and their coworkers. And now they're like, okay, this is the thing that helped me get through. And, you know, I think that that's a really positive I, thing. I, I'd actually like to go back before the pandemic even and uh, remember the, um, like, like cafe dinners and yeah. the things that we did to create that culture. Yeah. And because it was um, so strong before the pandemic hit that when it did, it was like um, we kind of already established like this respect and, mm-hmm. and team mindset for each other that like, you know, if someone like didn't feel comfortable and wanted to go into quarantine, like it wasn't, you know, it was like totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And then for those of us who worked through it, we had already created like this foundation to be like, we know that we can rely on each other and yeah. and be there for each other. And <clears throat> if one of us was struggling, like we could reach out to our manager or there was just like that open space and knowing mm-hmm. that like we could speak up if we yeah. needed to. Yeah. It, and this seems like super basic to say, but I think in terms of mental health, there's two things that I think have come to the forefront. One is that this affects everybody differently. Mm-hmm. Like some people took it harder and some people were like, I, I sort of, I can, you know, I'm, I, I can, I'm built to handle a shelter in place. Like I like being by myself. And then also there are everybody individually finds joy and like a relief from the anxiety in a different mm-hmm. way. And so I think that is something that we have probably started to at least think about more. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, the giving myself grace to do things that offer joy. Mm-hmm. Like I think one of the things this podcast does is like we look forward to it and we have fun. <laughs> and it's like, I, you know, I think there's value in it in terms of our brand and our content. But ultimately, it's like it's something that we enjoy doing. And so yeah. letting yourself, giving yourself permission to do Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like early on the pandemic, I was like, I'm just going to run whenever I want to run. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, I'm going to run like a couple times middle of the day, <laughs> like at night in the morning. It was like, cause yeah. that is my relief and I'm just going to do it and not feel bad about it. I think the, one of the things about the pandemic in general is that it has thrust mental health, uh, you know, into the conversation more publicly. And it's something mm-hmm. that um, almost immediately people were, all of a sudden talking about, yeah. um, which is, which is a, a bit of a silver lining. But I think to, to think about the uh, pandemic as being the cause of the issue is actually, uh, I think, a, a misunderstanding. I think that, you know, mental health issues and, and wellness yeah. concerns have been around for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, far fewer conversations about them. And so I, I yeah. think, and, and to your point, like this, permission to um to voice the importance of taking time for yourself or to go for a run because you need it um is permission that should have always been there and hasn't and and one of my real hopes is that we can continue to design workplaces that allow for wellness and employee wellness to be um really important yeah not just when you're not working right i think that's the other thing that um you know, has is, is been a problematic construct is this idea that of like work-life balance. When you work, you don't prioritize wellness. And so when you, you know, when, when the work day's over, that's when you're, that's when life begins, yeah. you know? And so uh, there's a lot of work left to be done there. And I, I, I think we're having that conversation with a lot of intention at Summit. And I think other businesses are as well. I think 
you know, I, I read a survey yesterday that, you know, uh, 18 months ago, a survey of CEOs suggested that the number one priority was productivity, employee productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, six months ago, the number one priority is employee wellness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a that's a <coughs> massive and fundamental shift. And and hopefully it stays there. One of my concerns is, I think, like you said, six months ago, I think there was this let's make the work more flexible and and people can work remote when they want because some people are more productive. They get more time with their children or whatever it may be. And now it seems like after 13 months of this, these companies are getting a little antsy. And so they're like calling people back to the office. And especially these bigger firms are like all the investment bankers need to be back in on June 1st. And it's like, mm-hmm. I do worry that um, it might be, there might be some enthusiasm for like rebuilding the economy in our business that like we're sort of going to, get back on cruise control. I mean, not every company will. And obviously our job as a company is to be different. When you talk about wellness, you guys, I mean, I, I, one of the things is again, everybody needs something different. How do you craft like employee wellness strategies and programs that do apply to everybody when people get things very different? Like Dora needs to be with people and I need to run. And like, those are very different things. Well, I, th- I think that, that that's knowing that at the front means that that's that's part of the design challenge is that it's not a one size fits all yeah. program. And I think in general, I think programming is an important part of the puzzle, but you can't just program wellness. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know, we offer these things. We offer yoga. We offer, um, you know, some meditative classes that folks can opt into, but it's not to suggest that that's the only path forward. And so I think um, it has to be designed so that employees are encouraged to to think about their own wellness and that -hmm. that team leaders, you know, in our case, largely cafe managers, stay attuned to that team and, and and that they understand that one of their most important roles as managers is listening. Yeah, I think that's really cool adaptation of the Find Your Summit thing because Mm -hmm. one thing we've always said about our slogan of Find Your Summit is that it is very personal, like the Mm -hmm. key word there being your. And and I think whatever that is for someone is totally relevant to them, and we want to embrace that. And I think the Find Your Joy part of this mental health thing is I do think it's an individualization of... Mm -hmm not like find joy or like let's together do yeah. staff dinners. Like those are temporary joys, right. but like this is about building habits or building on habits you've built in the last 12 months that mm-hmm. can help you mm-hmm. find joy. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where I think like, you know, the design challenge of like trying to figure out what a wellness program looks like for our employees. Like we have options. And I think that that's the biggest thing, especially right now when people, like we've been talking about this a ton, but um, just like the fact that, you know, it's been over a year and people are like, like a little burnt out or a lot burnt out in some cases. And, um, and so that's where I think like having options where it's like, you can attend this class or we will record this yoga session so you can do it later on your own time. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to participate in that. Um, and we also like, you know, so we in December, January announced mental health days for all of our staff, but we just made that a permanent paid time off for all of our barista staff and all of our, I guess everyone at summit, but our barista staff also gets paid time off for mental health. And I think, you know, those days, especially people can use that time for whatever, like if they just really need to like sleep in and that's what they need to do, then great. If they want to go on a hike, great. But like, we're, I think giving people space to figure out what that looks like for them and like build their own 
wellness curriculum, you Mm -hmm. know, for themselves. I think that is like how we can thoughtfully provide like well, or like encourage wellness in our employees is like not being like, you have to attend this staff dinner and you Mm -hmm. have to do this thing. It's like, we have these things we would love to like feed you pizza. And then if you want to go home, great. If you want to stay and hang out also great. Um, and just provide, you know, a slew of opportunities so that we can be a part of people's Mm -hmm. wellness and encourage it. But know want them to find their own ways to do it too yeah i mean i i think it's interesting because we talk about giving people space and you know we whether it's time off and etc but people are customers look to summit i think as like everyone's so excited to come back to summit and to be sort of the service and i'm sure this is a service industry challenge in general mm-hmm. but like it's almost there's now that we're getting on this side of things for our employees, people are coming to them looking to get their buckets filled by people who mm-hmm. have been sort of grinding it out for the last 13 months. And that's yeah. a tough um, shift in things mm-hmm. because it's not like we can be like, cool, we survived a pandemic. We're going to shut some down for two weeks to give everyone like a summer vacation. Cause it's like our customers need us now. Yeah. So uh, interesting challenge we have. Mm-hmm. And I also think, I mean, there are some, I mean, there, I think there are going to be a whole mixture of people that come in. Like we have people who are unfamiliar people who are like just so desperate for connection that they're like, yeah, you guys have been grinding it out, but I need this. And then there are the people who come and are like really intentional and thankful. And I think those interactions I've like passed on to baristas or witnessed. And I think those moments when customers come in, we're like, we're really grateful for you. Like, and they're sharing this like gratitude and like positive yeah. feedback and energy toward baristas. And I've like seen that mm-hmm. be a positive thing. And so I think as much as we can encourage our like you know everybody but like our the people who are coming in our shops to also like you know sort of share in that with us um i think that has the potential to make a big impact too mm-hmm. yeah we just um had a big survey for the inc best workplaces competition of which we were a finalist and the word um that most people associated with summit was fun and i thought that mm-hmm. coming out of the pandemic that was a really cool mm-hmm. um thing that our staff still like describes work as fun more than anything else. And I think that is something that we particularly care about. And obviously we just talked about it with the podcast, like finding these moments of joy. But I do think mm-hmm. fun is something that um, is of particular importance to the summit culture, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And it's super contagious, you know, and that that's kind of what Dora is talking about. I think if we are leading with that, which we are on our best days, um, you know, it gets... Uh, it's reciprocated. Yeah. You know, it, it is, um, you know, we're talking about building connectivity. It's not a one-sided thing. Like we don't give connectivity to another human being. If, if, if connectivity is, is happening, it, it suggests that it's mutuality. Um, and I think, um, you know, my, that's, that's putting an optimistic lens on the, the transaction that happens. But I think more often than not, that's, what happens in summits. I think that's what makes it special. I, I don't think it went away in the pandemic, but it changed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and, and look, I also think it's important. Like we're, we're obviously our, our company is built on optimism um, and is by its nature aspirational. Right. And this conversation, I think follows suit, but I think recognizing that there is another side to, to the employee experience that's been happening <clears throat> which we've been, you know, giving some attention to, but th- the reality is that that you know, working in the service industry, 
presently and for the last 14 months has been especially difficult. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's part of the solution is as simple as like, or it starts at least with, let's call it out. Like, let's be transparent. Like, let's acknowledge that this is hard. Let's acknowledge mm-hmm. that we see that it's hard for you. And let's like have real conversations. We've talked about that with our content creation. It's like, let's just, sometimes the best thing to do is just to be totally raw and real and authentic and sometimes that means joy and sometimes that means hard and but that's like the totality of stories I mean it's like Mm -hmm. we talked about that in our storytelling class all the great stories have um they have positive moments they have conflict they have Mm -hmm. resolution they have good characters and the characters overcome different challenges and like Mm -hmm. I think that's not dissimilar from real life and I think that is also Mm-hmm. What we owe it to our internal storytelling and external storytelling is just mm-hmm. to like tell a real story instead of some manufactured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's rosy. Yeah. Cause I mean, despite, you know, <coughs> making dancing videos like in the <laughs> pandemic, there were some heavy conversations that were being had as oh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, and there were moments when we were just like, I, I don't even know like how to feel. Why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, What's gonna happen I'm, next? Yeah, I'm scared. Like my coworker is scared. Um, you know, like the few, you know, one or two customers that came in, it was <laughs> they, like they weren't great conversations. You know, they weren't like lively. Like, how is it going? How's your mom? Yeah. You know, it was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> I don't think my mom listens to this, um, but. Um, yeah, so I mm-hmm. I do think like I, the, it's it's you can't deny it. Yeah. Like yeah. every everyone in the industry or like the service industry, what like yeah. was having the same conversation. Um, I I think for me, it's it's micro moments add up a lot, and like mm-hmm. and and so whether that's like during a long day of work, finding micro moments to take a break, whether it's to eat lunch yeah. or go for a run, but even like. I think finding joy in little things is a really important. Yeah. And again, I it's understand it's personal. And so you guys might all disagree, but like simple things like you and I sitting here and discovering sound effects on our podcast <laughs> is like, it like will just like be that one of the highlights yeah. of my day. And it's like, that is a really like finding mm-hmm. humor and joy in little. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be humor and joy. Like that is what works for me, but yeah. some people might just be like relief and mm-hmm. yeah. um, meditation or something, but. I'm similar. Like I, I think that I was kind of forced to slow down. And <laughs> that's <was laughs> so least, surprising. At least pick the that one's my favorite. I know it's that's like why I did it. Conspiracy, you know, like wait till the conspiracy. Episode Have we ever up. been to the moon? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Um, sorry, Wes. Uh, <laughs> so, but I think that's one thing that I that I took with me in the in 2020 is being more uh, practicing more mindfulness and uh noticing things those little things that did bring me joy because it was like oh like seeing my teaching my dog how to sit or like walk right beside me you know because we were just going to the park Mm -hmm. every single day yeah it was the only thing that we could do like it got me so excited like you know teaching my talk (laughs) and i hope in in terms of wellness like Tim's great point about you can't program this, but I do think mm-hmm. trying to encourage people who haven't already to find mm-hmm. these little things that find your joy is because, and to continue to do those in the yeah. pandemic. So it's like, if you realize that you really have fun watching a particular Netflix show when you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning, like just do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that it's, 
I think trying to encourage people that, because I do believe that, I mean, the year, the last 14 months or whatever have had some really dark, low moments. Yeah. But I do think probably a lot of people found things that they mm-hmm. learned about themselves or how to take care of themselves. And I think mm-hmm. that's imperative to like, have permission as an employer and even with your frame family and friends to be like keep pursuing that even if you know yeah are there particular um habits that you've picked up during the pandemic that you're going to continue anybody (laughs) i Uh, mean like tea right but directed towards (laughs) (laughs) dj casual t that was tim's dj name still is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, time will tell, obviously. I, I think I, I think I talked about this on the last uh, time I was on the podcast, but um, uh, cooking, I think, yeah. because, you know, we, we certainly weren't going out to eat and um, we were buying groceries, you know, a week at a time. So being much more thoughtful about um, meals. And, and so the kitchen for me has become a really important space um, and even doing the dishes. Yeah, um, which I do. <laughs> I have five children, and I have cooked basically all of the meals three times a day for the last 380 yeah. days, and pretty much washed all the dishes, dishes. Uh, <laughs> with n- with no resent to my wife Beth. She <laughs> does plenty of other things, but um, and had a baby during the pandemic. And I, you know, I read Thich Nhat Han in in college talking about when you're doing the dishes, just do the dishes. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's in his book Miracle of Mindfulness connect to what Leah was talking about, but I, 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 you know, I really came to embrace that. And there are, there have been moments for me, um, where my work anxiety or just anxiety in general has led me to a place where I'm like, okay, I need to do the dishes now. Like that's what I I need. Um, and put the phone away and just, and just rinse dishes for 25 minutes. (laughs) Look out the back window. Yeah. That's cool. I, um, I, I think it's, you obviously draw from background of having read these books, but like, I don't understand why in education, like I don't ever recall being taught mental health. Like I don't feel like that's a, something that's our children are educated about. No. And that's part of the problem of like, maybe these, like we've developed these habits where it becomes more of a conversation, but I still don't think there's enough education around it. Like we take health class, but it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with mental health. But it's exciting because I feel like those things are starting to happen more now. Like, at least, like, there are conversations being had. And whether, like, whether it's in school or, like, the kids are learning about it on TikTok, like, people are talking about mm-hmm. that more. And I think there's more, there are more resources and, like, more conversations happening around it. And, like, whether it happens in school or not, I think, like, the access to the internet and connection that people have is, like, letting people, like, it's allowing people to have those conversations a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so it's definitely not perfect, but I think that is, like, another thing that just, like, as people, like, I don't know, like, I, I think with the internet and, like, connection to people, like, that's a positive part of it, even though there are obviously downsides. Like, I think allowing people to have those conversations is really big. Yeah, I think it's been a, I think it's been a conversation, mental health has been a conversation for a while. Um, and I think slowly, like, like you said, like, there's more resources, um, being created to support individuals like whether that's uh, you know going to therapy or Mm -hmm. like attending like a yoga class or even like you know youtube channels that are being created for like guided meditations like there's so Mm -hmm. many like different uh resources that are being 
created from these conversations. Um, and then also when the pan, like during the pandemic, because we were all, you know, isolated in a way, we may have found ourselves more online than we would be versus like, <laughs> you know, working our, our day jobs. Um, that I think like that only gave it more of a, like a louder voice mm-hmm. to be like, okay, like this is what I'm going through. And, you know, some individual society use that platform of being like, let's, let's talk about this. And then obviously with the popularity of like TikTok, it, it just grew even yeah. more, um, which is great because like, if you look at who is on these platforms, it's like a, you know, much younger than I was right. like, so you think about like 12 year olds, 13 year olds, 14 year olds are starting to learn about right. like, like taking, you know, accountability and like uh, learning about mental health. Yeah. It's like I didn't learn about that when I was right. That and age. that's what I was going to yeah. say is I, I feel like when I was in high school and even in college, like there were points probably where I was lower on the mental health quality mm-hmm. scale. And I, but I didn't feel like I had the language yeah. to, mm-hmm either understand that or speak about it certainly like I just yeah, was like yeah. I feel blah but it was like yeah. okay well yeah I like, that was like, it that was where the conversation I went just had in my a head. conversation with my therapist actually um about actually being able to identify needs like she provided me a needs list because I was like I I did not learn like how to name it yeah and so I think that was so fascinating because like um you know, I think, again, it's one of those resources that's, like, being sent out and, like, shared yeah. It's to, to, to teach us, like, yeah. how to actually yeah. learn how to name those emotions. Yeah. It's such a big deal. And I, I remember coming back from, like, I came back from study abroad, and I, like, was feeling super down and miserable, and it, I don't think it was about study abroad, but it was, like, the first time I was ever really, like, fully experiencing anxiety. It was, like, my junior year of college, and, like, I don't think that that was the first time, but I was like the most aware of it then. And I was like Mm -hmm. at a pretty low point and I started going to therapy at Davidson and like, didn't tell anyone. Like, I was like, I will not talk about this. Like Mm -hmm. I started going, I was like crying about going and it was like super hard. And now I like, I go to therapy and like talk about it a lot more, but even that Mm -hmm. shift is like, yeah, it feels like so much Mm -hmm. more okay to talk about now than it was then. And I like, even the way, like, I mean, so one of the things, my, this isn't a habit, but it sort of is, um, is I started taking anxiety meds like a, mm-hmm. over a year ago, but it's been really great. And I was like super afraid of it for a long time. Way and to go I, that extra 15%, Dora. I was trying really hard. Uh, no, but I like started, when I first started going to like my current therapist, it was way before COVID. And mm-hmm. she was like, have you ever thought about going on anxiety meds? And I was like, no, I would never, I can't do it. And I was like, this is so scary. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so afraid of like what this will be like. And then before, and even before COVID, like it just took a long time to book the appointment to actually yeah. get them. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, I started taking them and then I started like seeing so many other people around me, like talking about taking them. And I was like, oh, like, mm-hmm. okay. Like there are a lot of people who are doing this. And like, when I talked to the doctor or the pharmacist, they were like, tons of people take these things and like Mm -hmm. don't talk about it and that's where I think like just the more like I see now even the difference from like 2018 when I first started seeing this therapist is like I was so afraid because I hadn't heard of anyone else who was taking this or like was talking about it or was like Mm -hmm. okay about it and then suddenly like that conversation started shifting and I was like oh I feel like better about it now I mean it's interesting in school how you we've normalized growing up physical checkups like it's like every year before school you have to get a physical Mm-hmm. And it's like, but we haven't normalized 
or at least historically not normalized, like having mental health checkups, like mm-hmm. talk to a therapist before, like yeah. just, I think, cause there's so much, especially with youth. Like I, I bet you there are so many things that mm-hmm. like, that's almost just as necessary as getting a f- physical checkup. Yeah. I mean, I would, yeah, definitely equally. Yeah. I, so. <laughs> I think one of the things that I think about when I, and I'm not a mental health expert by any means. Um, and, um, I know there's a tremendous amount of science and I know that the brain is where, uh, you know, uh, chemically a lot of, um, these challenges start, but I, I think the separation of mental health and physical health as, as, a and presenting them as a duality is, yeah. mm-hmm. is a really misplaced notion. And so I, I, you know, what I really hope to see and what I think about when I think about wellness more broadly is mm-hmm. the importance of being integrative. Yeah, um, that's a good point. You know, where it's mind, body, spirit, you know, and because um, you talk about yoga, like, as a mental health thing, but it's very much a body thing. Yeah. Um, and not to get too academic, but, like, y- the word yoga um, is connected to the word yoke. It's mm-hmm. just like this idea of, of joining. Um, and so, you know, I think I think the word integration, I think, is a really important word when, when thinking about wellness um, and in, when thinking about how, what wellness means at work. Like, how can... Uh, you know, how can wellness be integrated into all aspects of yeah. mm-hmm. work life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like thinking about it as like a toolkit. Like I know that's like a less, you know, a less fancy way of saying like the integration part, but like you have all these things at your disposal. Like you have like, you know, and I talked about this with meds at first because I was like, well, what if I like, is this the only, like now I don't have to do anything else. <laughs> like this is it. This is going to take care of everything. But it's like, no, mm-hmm. like you have to keep like, running and sleeping and eating well and mm-hmm. you have to keep like drinking water and take your meds and do these like other things but like you have this toolkit of things that like are all sorts of things so like they they're mental health physical health like connection to the yeah. world, like spiritual health but you have to like have all of those things like in your kit otherwise like you're it's not going to help you well and i think physical health like and again it's, it's like marathon training you talked about like you any you have to work to stay fit and i think mental health is the same like you have to keep working at it like yeah you can't just like run a few times and you're like cool i'm fit like in uh, mental health is the same thing it's like you can't just take meds and be like cool i fixed it or i went to a therapist once it's it's an ongoing it's yeah yeah and there and there's no such thing as total wellness i mean i, yeah. I, I think you know this idea of running, eating well, sleeping well, like there are days when your program's going to fall apart. There are days when you're going to oh, yeah. feel like shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think, you know, marathon training is the same way. Like there are weeks where you feel great and there are weeks where you feel absolutely horrible. And I think that that's, you know, again, to get back to the pandemic, I think that that the pandemic has a- allowed it to be okay to suffer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. suffering is, is so fundamental to the human experience. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. we are all you know, in the next, you know, two hours, each of us is going to have a down moment. Like, it's just, it happens, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Um, yeah. You have to give yourself permission to not feel awesome all right. the time. And I think yeah. that's a great point, and I think that's something I'd like to see our, even the four of us and our company do better, is I still think we, um, we're a highly motivated group of people who are highly productive, but I don't think we have enough conversation yet about, and I don't know what it is, but to say, I am feeling meh today. And like, just as a way to like to put yourself out there. So the people in your orbit understand that and like that be okay. And it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean like take the day off or mm-hmm. you need help. It's like, yeah, but almost like a, how are you feeling today? Is like, like it's like, I, I have a cold, so I'm going to work from home, but it's like, I feel blah. So I'm going to like mm-hmm. 
take it a little easier today or yeah. like and and I would like to see that mm-hmm. like we've we've had a few exchanges like that amongst our group like I'm feeling sort of mm-hmm. like overwhelmed so I'm gonna check out for a few hours but I really would like that to be yeah. it. and I and I hope that our again it doesn't mean you just escape all your responsibility but I think calling yeah. it out and letting people around you understand that it makes it easier to connect like and I think again everybody to Tim's point has bad moments and bad days and I hope that if anybody on our staff or any of you guys feel that way that you can just call it mm-hmm. and that's I think like a lot of something that we like Tim and I talk about especially a lot is like when we're thinking of like culture and connection to employees and just like what it means and feels like to work at Summit it's like a lot of it is in those like daily conversations we have with people or yeah. like those moments of like face-to-face like if we go into base camp and get coffee, like what, it doesn't have to be like so much pressure, but like that's a big important part of our, like our culture and our brand um, and can be a really big part of like wellness. And I think if, you know, when we have those mini conversations where, I mean, every single day when I get coffee, it's like, how are you doing today? And a lot of the times it's just like a really quick, like I'm good or I'm great or whatever. And, and I think like, you know, whether, and I don't think it necessarily has to be at the like point of sale, but it can be somewhere else. And it's like, here's how I'm actually feeling. Like, how are right. you Right, and we need to make sure that our baristas feel like they're allowed to give that answer other right. than I'm good. Right, mm-hmm. and that's where I think, like, us, yeah, like, just sharing more freely and doing that a little bit more. And I feel like that's something that you do well, Tim, and it's something that I want to do is, like, you know, answer that more honestly and not just, like, give that, like, split-second reaction of, like, yeah, I'm great, and then leave and be like, I'm not great. Like, why did I just say that? I, I think something that I could do better is – um, let people exist where they are more than, um, I think if someone's like, I, I, I think I'm a problem solver and like, and that's my work and that's my mentality. But if like Dora's like, I'm really anxious. I'm like, cool, let's figure it out. And like, instead of just being like, no, I just, I'm anxious. Like, yeah. I'm like, what do you want to do? Do you want to like, do you want to like, there's no reason. Right. And I don't, and I don't, and I also don't need to solve it for you. And I think that's something that I certainly could mm-hmm. just let things be. Yeah, again, I think it goes back to listening, and I, I, I love uh, Leah's, uh, you know, anecdote about the needs list. I think, you know, giving people permission to express what they need and this and to self-identify, right? Because, mm-hmm. it's, again, going back to it's not a one-size-fits-all, yeah. and I, I, I don't know what Dora needs. I don't know what Jamie needs, but, um, you know, inv- inviting that, be, becoming a place where it is um, – not just accepted, but but is a natural part of how we operate. Yeah, uh, that there's an amount of autonomy to to say I need X. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and we also have to be comfortable with the idea that if that we can't be the solution, to all that too. If someone's like, I need mm-hmm. something, and it's like, well, we can't give that to you, then you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, well, guys, thanks for coming in, Leah. Yeah. Thanks for the great idea. I'm excited to yeah. see the content we're going to come up with this month, and hopefully, we. Um, can encourage people to share their stories with us. We're going to do some things on social media and we're going to do some videos. And mm-hmm. um, and if you guys want to, at home, all of our listeners want to email podcast at summitcoffee.com with any thoughts you have. We're happy to engage on air as well. But um, appreciate everyone for the work they're doing and for coming on the pod. Thanks. Thanks. Oh my gosh, why would you do that one? <laughs> <laughs> what is this one? Uh, it's like, it's it birds chirping. so peaceful. Oh, it's amazing. All right, that's everybody. That's like tires. Scra- like <laughs> okay, sorry. Wheels. Here we go. Yay. That's the end of the podcast. I uh, hope everyone has a lovely weekend. Cheers.